Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And I've been eager to get to this episode and this series of episodes uh, since last year. I just love this cadence that we have, Dr. Stephen. I love this tradition that we have uh, at the end of every year, in the beginning of every year, to take the time as CEOs to do the work that must be done. And no one else is going to do this work. This is on your scorecard. This is up to you. Uh, and this is the exercise of the last to now and now to next. And in this in this segment, in this episode, we are going to do the, the last to now. And we're going to do a second episode which will release next week uh, on the now to next. And our hope is that this episode and the next will help you in preparation for your annual board meeting, that quarterly board meeting. And as you specifically lay out the vision for the year ahead. And remember as CEOs, we always think in three frames of time. And at this time of the year, it's vital to be sensitive to all of the work that's been done leading up to this moment, which we're going to dig into, and all of the work that's yet to be done to continue moving forward. So we're going to be meeting you right here in the tension of the transition from 2022 into 2023. And the way that we're going to do that is we're going to begin with our peer process, embracing the discipline of the assess, the assessment time. Dr. Stephen, I, I'm energized, I'm inspired, I am uh, convicted about the significance of what we're doing here in chiropractic in this day and age, and specifically for all the great docs and those who are listening uh, to this podcast, just super pumped to be with you all today. Dr. Pete, I'm right there with you. Uh, we just had a great conversation beforehand. We were just chomping at the bit to get to this. We love this content, right? Because in essence, this is the work of the CEO, right? So we are going to do our peer process, assess, plan, prepare, execute, assess, repeat. This is the work of the CEO. We don't just hope and pray, right? So we uh, we take action, right? So that that law of attraction that everybody loves, it's like, yes, we love the law of attraction and what we think about, we bring about, what we talk about and we act through, we become, right? So this is an action-oriented podcast for sure for the action-oriented CEOs. We don't want to just sit there and visualize and hope that it pops into our mailbox. You know, we actually want to do the work. We want to take action. We want to take the wheel. Plenty of prayer, but plenty of action, right? So we're going to be able to manifest our future. We want to make that future appear. We want to make that future vision, that next iteration of our business appear, which is where we created the appear process to make the vision actionable, right? So it's assess, plan, prepare, 
execute, assess, repeat. And man, this is an awesome exercise as we do the assessment of 2022. Looking back, we're going to look back at the the last to now in this episode, our next episode, we're going to do now to next. Man, this is that work that we do as CEOs to help predictably manifest uh, a better tomorrow, a better future, right? So, you know, there's there's different uh, types of work that we'll do as owners of a business, right? So as a, an owner of a chiropractic business, we all know the difference between working in your business and working on your business, but this is a conversation where we're going to invite everybody to work above your business, right? So when you hear us say, take a three-year view of your business, this is an invitation to come up above your business, right? So when you can look across your your practice or your business from a three-year perspective, what it does is it it tamps down so many of the emotions, let's call it, that come with owning and running a business, right? So when you're working in your business, that's really that owner-operator type perspective, the the identity of the owner-operator where, you, where you, you're the one in there giving, loving, and serving, right? So that that's, a, that's where you have a job inside of the business that you own, right? And it's awesome. We love the work and we love to work, right? So that's working in the business when you're working actually as the chiropractor. When you make the ascension to CEO, you start to work on your business. Now, there'll be times and hours if you're still delivering clinical care, or maybe you're doing marketing, or maybe you're training where you're working in the business. But when you make the ascension to CEO, you rise up and you start working on the business, right? So, and then there's a final step, and that is working above the business. When you take that three of you and you actually have the perspective of almost like an investor or like the chairman of the board, right? So, when you start casting a vision across three years, so now we have this full dimension where we're looking back and we say, we have the last iteration of our business. We have the now iteration of our business. We have our ultimate vision of our business, which is our three-year view. And based on that three-year view, Dr. Pete, we have the next iteration of our business, which is the business that we're going to be creating together here this next 12 months in 2023. So, so this is such a powerful framework. If you just walked away from this part of the podcast and you just, that was all you had, you're good. Okay. Already doc, you know, just right there, just knowing, defining for yourself, what does it mean to be working in? What does it mean to be working on? What does it mean to be working above? And if you reflected just on your own schedule, your own strategic scheduling of your, yourself moving forward in 2023, I would love to see what that looks like for you. I would love to see what percent of the time is in, on, and above. And what does that look like in a cadence of week, month, quarter, year for you as a CEO? That's a different conversation for a different day. But I'll say that if you just pulled that out of this for yourself personally, you win. So get to work on that one. But don't, but don't go anywhere because we're just getting started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so so, so let, let's let's just pause here and say, okay, so I, I tend to, Dr. Steven, my, my tendency... I don't look back. I love just keeping going forward, but that is a subluxation pattern, okay? Because a lack of assessment can actually lead to destruction, right? Because you don't assess why you got to where you are now. You just want to keep going to the next mountain, to the next game, and you want to keep going, but you never really reflected. I never watched video game film from the previous game, so you never really saw what was going on, and you can't make the necessary adjustments, so just imagine that, like imagine never reflecting on how you played the game and going into the next game, but you didn't reflect on the fact that you guys had 10 turnovers and you don't, the reason why you're not, you're turning the ball over is because you're 
you know, telegraphing the passes. And it's like, yeah, so we got to change that. Like we can't be telegraphing the passes anymore. Like we've got to do a better job. So what, what we're going to do today is we're going to assess your business. Okay. And we're going to look back. We're not looking back because we're not going that way. We're looking back so that we can go forward better. We can make tomorrow better than today. And we can make today even better than it was yesterday. And so the first step is, and for those of you who have been with us for some time, hopefully this is picking up where we left off, right? One year ago. So if you take out your last to now graphic, by the way, we gave them out a year ago. We're going to include them in these episodes as well. We got a little toolkit for you. And so we're going to give you just a, a PDF to inspire you, to give you some structure to this exercise. But if you pull out your 2022, you know, going from 2021 into 2022, hopefully you did this exercise and you, you did it the year before as well. Pull that out right now, okay? In, in your mind, and pull it out if you have it. And, and, look, and the first thing we're going to do is we're going to look at, okay, in January of 2022, what was the story that you were telling? What was the story you said, we're going to accomplish this in 2022? And here we are at the end of 2022, looking at what you wrote at the beginning of 2022. And you said, this was the vision. This is the vision of what we're going to manifest. This is what we're going to create this year. So the first part of assessing is go back 12 months from today and pull out what you wrote down. We're going to, we're going to make it practical in a few ways here now. But that's the first step is just you have to go back to where you were a year ago, pull that up and just dust that off, right? It's like, all right, this is what I wrote a, a year ago. And let's just first start with the story, okay? And then we're going to get into the metrics. We're going we're gonna to, or, we've organized it in a very specific way. If you've done this exercise with us, you know about the five domains. So we're going to go into those and we're going to get into the functions of your business. So Dr. Steen, I'll throw that one over to you. But that's the first step is pull this vision out. And just look at your vision and look at the story that you said you wanted to manifest and create this year and just take some time reflecting on that. And then as we unpack this through the domains of your business, I want you to think in terms like a CEO doing a state of the union for your company as you do your board meeting. Where did we win, right? What were our highlights of the year? What were our lowlights of the year? What were the lessons that we learned? Where did we win? Right when you reflect on that from a story perspective, because you got to have the story and the data, both things matter. I need them both because you got to be able to tell the story, and you got to be able to reflect on that. And from your perspective, above your practice and business, looking back, what's the story you said you were going to tell? Where are you at? And when you reflect on what you had said, where were the highlights? Where were the lows? Where were the lessons? Where were the wins? And let's start organizing this. And then we're going to do it through the lens of the five mains of your business. This is a podcast that you're going to need to listen to three or four times. Right? So if you're driving your car right now, please don't crash your vehicle as you're trying to visualize all these elements. Uh, we have provided for you a workbook. You can see it. You can download it in the show notes. Uh, this is something that you're going to want to print out. Listen through. Listen through this episode and then double back. And then play it probably at half speed as you walk through it, because we want to make sure that you build this skill set. We're teaching you a CEO skill set, right? So the appear process is a skill set that you want to be able to leverage and use to predictably create your, your better future, right? So when you're doing this assessment, what you're doing is you have to recognize this is an exercise that you'll do annually. 
like every year you do this, right? So picture it like almost like boxcars, you know, as you go back in time, two years ago, there was, there was an exercise that you did that the same exercise, if you've been listening to us for now four years, is the fourth year we've done it with you. You could go back and you could pull out that packet and be like, okay, I did last to now, now to next, right? And then the next year I did last to now, now to next. And then the next year I did last to now, now to next. And here we are, we're doing it again, last to now, now to next. If you can picture that visual, last year's now to next becomes this year's last to now, right? So let me say that again. So when you were sitting back and you were saying, you know, we're, let's say we're rolling into uh, 2023 now, right? So if you were to look back and you said in January of 2022, we did the now to next, what you were doing is you're saying, this is the business that we're going to create over the next 12 months, over 2022, okay? Now you're going to assess, how did we do? How did I do it predicting what we were going to do in 2022 based on what we did in 2021, right? So this, again, is data-driven vision casting for your team, right? So you have to have the data. You have to have your performance metrics. And this gives you an, a place and an exercise to build the habit and the culture of capturing all of this in writing, right? So there's three parts to vision casting, if you remember. Number one, there's a vision There's a vision that you cast in the form of a story, right? So Dr. Pete, as you love to say, visions are caught, they're not taught, right? You tell the story in a way that everybody can see it. You say, shut your eyes, I want you to see what I see, right? So this is where we are today, brutal facts. This is where we're winning, this is where we're learning, okay? This is where we're going three years from now, right? That's the ultimate. And based on that vision story, this is where we're going to go this year. Everybody get it? That's the story you're telling. Okay. So everybody sees it. Okay. So I see it. Then we want to make it objective. So we quantify it, right? So we use our performance metrics, our stats, and we set goals, right? So this is what that will look like, right? So you start setting goals that are, that act as milestones so that you know that you're on track or off track to manifest that. Okay. So that's the data-driven vision casting. And then you have some type of, I call it an infographic that communicates to all your visual learners on your team. They can take a snapshot in their mind and be like, okay, I can see it. This is where our business is now. This is where it's going to be. Ultimately, this is where we're going next. The last time we were together, Dr. Pete, we used the accountability chart, okay? The image of the accountability chart, which I love, right? It's that organizational chart, but it's an accountability chart because org charts are about authority. Accountability charts are about accountability where you have the roles on your team with their with all of their responsibilities organized underneath there. The accountability chart serves as a great image or infographic to represent this is our team today, right? But your team is your business. Your business is your team. That's why that works, right? So that's always a great representation of like, this is our team today or our business today. This is where our team is going to be in three years or where our business is going to be in three years. This is the infographic. This is the accountability chart. This is what it'll look like. So in order to get there, this is where we're going to go next. This is 12 months from now. This is what I want our team or our, or our accountability chart to look like, All right? So that's one approach and that works great. Today, for this episode, we're going to shift gears on you a little bit. We're going to go a little bit deeper, and we're actually going to leverage our favorite tool, which is the accountability grid, okay? So the accountability grid takes that accountability chart to the next level. For, for some of you, for many of you, actually, this is actually easier for you to do than the accountability chart is, right? So the accountability grid, if you remember, is that very colorful graphic representation of your business, the five primary domains across the top, attraction, conversion, retention, team building, and collections. 
Attraction is your marketing. Conversion is sales. Retention is value delivery. There's team, which is team building and HR functions. And then there's the money, right? The financial piece of it, right? So those are the five primary domains. We have subdomains underneath those. We busted those out into three subdomains under each of the five. So now you're looking at a grid and that grid represents the 15 primary functions of the business, right? So we've included that down in the show notes below for you to download. This is a tool that you should use to audit your business. I say as a CEO and a COO, you should audit it monthly and you should bring this to your team for your board meetings where you audit it together, right? So we've done multiple episodes on this. So go back in the history if you want to check those out, right? Where we walk through in detail how to use this accountability grid as a tool to audit and expose your business on a regular basis. It's incredibly efficient. Dr. Pete, we can check out our entire business in 15 minutes using this grid. And most importantly, it tells us exactly what we need to do, where we need to invest to optimize the business. Hey doc, let's face it. 95% of your problems are people problems. Can't find A players, can't keep A players, don't know how to leverage your team, create expectations and agreements, or hold people accountable in order to optimize your team. Doc, what would happen to your practice if you were finally able to get the right people in the right seats, doing the right work the right way? For most chiropractors, it would change everything. You'd increase your capacity to see more people. You'd make a bigger impact and a bigger income. You'd be able to delegate and scale your business. Or maybe you need to get your associate doctor relationship dialed in. That would mean you getting your time freedom back. You could get a handle on your schedule, maybe even become a CEO. If this is what you want your 2023 to sound like, make sure that you join us for the remarkable team building immersion in Dallas, Texas, February 4th and 5th, or in Brisbane, Australia, February 24th and 25th. Man, I'm psyched to be back in Australia. Doc, bring your team with you. Get everyone on the same page. They'll be back in your office on Monday with more clarity, accountability, and purpose than ever before. Energize and mobilize your team and see your practice grow. What are your goals for 2023, Doc? Is it a seven-figure foundation or a seven-figure revenue or seven-figure profit or maybe even a seven-figure exit? Regardless of what season you're in, you'll need a seven-figure team. Click the link in the show notes and register today. Bear with me, gang. I'm going to walk you through this. It takes me a couple of minutes to do it, but just put your thinking caps on. Listen up. If you've printed this out, take a look at this colorful accountability grid. Look at it as a tool that you use. I suggest you put it in your war room, print it out, hang it up like a poster. I say laminate it so you can write right on it. In fact, make two copies of it so you can go last to now. <laughs> right? So now you're writing and you're looking and you're making reference over the last version of it, or just print it out and write right on it. Right. So there's attraction conversion, retention, team building, and collections across the top. Those are your major domains. And underneath each one of those, we break them into subdomains. So attraction, your marketing, we break it into internal, external, and digital marketing. Under conversion, we split it into day one, your empathetic connection that you make on day one, to day two, which is the four agreements in the conversion process, to day three, which is setting up expectations and agreements and creating ideal patients so you can collect ideal patients. Then there's retention, which is all about continuing education. And then there's operations or delivery of healthcare. And then there's the re-sign, recommitment process of what we call the R4, R5, R6. 
Then you have the domain of team building. Underneath there, you have HR functions of the hiring, firing, and developing and training of your team. There's team training. And then there's LMA or leadership management and accountability from traction from Gino Wickman's work. And then the final column is collections, the money, which is your financial plans, your in and out cash flows, like how the money works in your business, paying bills and income coming in. And then finally the P&L, right? So the accounting and bookkeeping side of the business. That's it, Dr. Pete. There's 15 primary functions of your business, right? So all represented here on this grid. I'm telling you what, there ain't nothing missing, okay? This is your business. These 15 things are happening in your clinic today. They happened last week. They'll happen next week. There's only two questions you need to ask. Number one, is this function optimized? For each of these 15 functions, you need to ask yourself, is this function of my business optimized? Okay, you're going to grade it on a scale of zero to 10. Your score says this is either totally optimized and we couldn't be doing it better. In other words, we're manifesting all of our goals because in this function, we have KPIs, we're hitting all our goals. So this is a 10 out of 10, right? So it's totally genius or zero, meaning it's hopeless, meaning I didn't even know this was a thing, right? So I didn't even know I was supposed to be doing this, right? So it's not happening at all, right? So you're going to score yourself zero to 10. And that is simply, is it optimized? There probably won't be any zeros on this call. In fact, I guess there are none. There may be some twos and threes and maybe some fours, right? You better be able to defend it if you're a 10 saying we could not be doing this any better. But I bet there's some eights and nines in there. And you know what? Eights and nines are probably an area that you're like, we don't need to put a lot of resource there trying to improve there. Let's take our four, fives, and sixes and make them eight, nines, and tens, right? So that's the first question. Is it optimized? Score each one of these 15, zero to 10, 10 being best. And the second question is, who owns it? In other words, referencing back to our accountability chart, who owns it? Who's accountable to that function of your business? Put their initials there and circle it, right? So now this is, you know, this is not um, meant to be an indictment of the person that owns that, okay? So the score is not scoring them. It's scoring the function of your business, right? So we just want to ask the question first, is it optimized zero to 10? And secondly, who owns it? Who's accountable to it? And Dr. Pete, in my experience, if something is not optimized, it usually means that no one owns it or the wrong person owns it or more than one person owns it. It's good. Yeah, this is such a, like, like you said, you're going to have to go back and listen to this again. There, there's so much there and I don't want to just sit here and repeat everything that you said, but so I'm going to just kind of come in and say that if you've been working with us and you've been listening to this and you've done this in the past, pull out your accountability charting grid to look at what your scores were let's call it a year ago let's just go with the sake for the sake of of the the topic so if you go back to the beginning of this year and you look at your accountability grid and what your scores were is it optimized and who owns it answering those two questions a year ago and you look at that look at where you are now so as you pull that out like you said you're gonna have two versions of the one you're gonna have the last now and the now next and then you're going to have the now one, and then you're going to have your next one. So you're going to cast a vision for what your future accountability. So you should actually will have three in front of you. You have the one you did a year ago, the one you're going to do now, and then the one that you want it to be in a year. So three in front of you, 
the assessment would be looking at your grid, your accountability grid over the past year and how did we do in optimizing. And if you look at any of these, I'm just looking at, for example, one section team building, I'm looking at DC training. And let's say a year ago, you said our DC training is at a zero or a two. We don't do it. We're not training with our doctors. We really haven't invested in them. And now a year later, you're like, not only are we this become a priority, like we've hired another DC. We're doing weekly doctor trainings. We're doing doctor meetings. I've sent my doctors to training seminars to develop skills and adjusting. You know, we're doing, they're in a, they're in a mastermind, you know, training with other associates. We've really prioritized over the last year. So I would actually say our DC training element went from a two to an eight. Underneath each one of the 15 primary functions, there's three specific bullets. Each one of the bullets you're going to assess and you're going to say, okay, just under team training, just under that one section, there's CA training, DC training and development. And you just nailed two boxes. You hit DC training and the development side and you nailed that because you saw that was a area where we needed to grow. We were not optimized. We were, we were feeling hopeless or we were getting close to that. And so we went in over the last 12 months, we made an investment in the doctors and the doctor training and we invested in that. And we now have turned that from a two into an eight. As an example, Dr. Steven, that's how you would do this exercise. You would assess it. Where were we? And then where are we at now? So again, you can go through each one of the, the five domains and then the 15 primary functions of your business. And again, you're going to have this tool. So if you don't have it and you're like, I have no idea what these guys are talking about, uh, you know, get the download from this episode. Uh, it's going to be in there. And, and then use that tool to do the exercise. And if you have any questions about it, just message us. We're happy to help you um, because I understand the, the complexity of, that, of doing this, especially as something new. And then this would pair with, as you do the last to now, this would pair with your assessment of your vision. So if I look at the vision story, it's called a vision story document. Dr. Steven talked about the three things in vision. You have the story, you have the goals, and then you have the infographic. So three elements. So if you go back to that story that you wrote and you say, okay, when we said, tell the story, and then we said, what are the brutal facts? We actually asked you to set goals in, in alignment with the five domains of your business. So now you can look back at 2022 and say, we set goals at the beginning of 2022 for the year. Where are we at? Right? Where are we at in relationship for our attraction goal? We said this was our goal of new patient generation. How did we do? Look at our conversion goals. We said we wanted our conversion percentage and total number of new conversions to be this. How did we do after the last 12 months? We looked at our retention numbers. Here are the KPIs we chose for retention that we wanted these ones to move, the needle to move on these specific KPIs. This is where we were. Here's where we are now. How did we do? And then looking at revenue. This was our revenue a year ago. Here are the specific revenue KPIs we were homing in on. Here we are now. How did we do in relationship to the goals that we set for that domain? And then team. Here was our team a year ago. This is what our accountability chart looked like. Here's what our accountability grid looked like. Really more the accountability chart. And here's what it is now. How has your team grown, expanded, changed, optimized, right? Over the past year. So that's really where you look at the, the vision story connects to the goals and connects to the infographic. They all work together. So you can now intelligently move forward with casting vision that's based on the data, not just how you're feeling. So good. Like some of you are probably feeling right now, like 
man, I wish I had done this last year. <laughs> like, they're like, I remember listening to you guys talk about this last year. And I so wish I had that packet completed going into 2022, right? So I really wish that I had done that. In fact, if memory serves, I remember thinking the same thing back in 2021. Like, wow, what a cool exercise. I should totally do this. <laughs> right? So now you'd have two dare I say, maybe three years worth of the last to now, now to next, right? And you could see how you were looking back with this data-driven perspective to be able to become stronger, better at predicting, right? So drawing out your base case and best case scenarios, determining where should we be investing our time, energy, focus, and money in order to realize our goals, right? So having this data would drive all of this. And trust me, it gets easier and easier and easier. You're building a skill. So don't let yourself find yourself next year at this time when we're having the same conversation. Don't say, man, I did it to myself again. I didn't do the work, right? So this is the work of the CEO, right? So, and this is the work, this is that hard easy. When you sit down and you put the time in right now and you get clear, right? So you get clarity in your own mind, exactly what success looks like for the next iteration of your business, learning from assessing the last iteration of your business and the journey that we just came through in 2022. Let that inform. Look back at your vision story coming into 2022 to help shape your vision story for 2023. How could you have done that better? Where did you win? What did you learn? Look at the metrics and how you predicted. You did projections for your metrics. What was that based on? Did you pull them out of thin air? Okay. Or did you use what we've taught you around base case scenario and best case scenarios, right? So were you able to defend those things? Did you learn from that? Where did you win? What did you learn, right? And then using this infographic as a tool, okay? This is one of the tools that makes it easier for you to get the results and the outcomes that you want. We all want to make a bigger impact. We all want to make a bigger out, um, income. We know that most of this work is repetitive. We get that. But remember, consistency is the new intensity, right? So as a CEO, don't be distracted about the new shiny stuff, okay? That's a distraction, right? So this is the boring elements of your business that set you up for the exciting elements of your life. Remember, the best businesses in the world are boring, right? Do these things consistently every year and tee, your up, tee, tee yourself up and let your life be exciting, not your business, right? So remember, guys, it's about creating the business that supports your remarkable life, not competes with it. This is one of the most powerful and influential steps that you can take towards that end as we wrap up 2022. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our Remarkable Success Partner, dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. I am in the studio with a new friend of mine, and I know we're going to become closer as time goes on, uh, Dr. David Fletcher from the Chiropractic Leadership Alliance, CLA. And I know that you have been a friend of the Remarkable Practice and the Francins and so many of our listeners for many, many years. I know for me, my dates with CLA go way back to the New Jersey days and, and going to headquarters for events and being trained. And uh, I know many of our doctors have been through uh, so many different you know experiences in uh, experiencing uh, the benefits of, of chiropractic uh, and through CLA. 
And I'm just honored to have you today with us. You are a CEO, a remarkable CEO, I know. And I'm just honored to be able to have you with me today and interviewing you today as part of our CEO podcast. So Dr. David, welcome to the Remarkable CEO podcast. Uh, well, it's great to be uh, great to be with you, Pete. And, and I agree completely that you know our friendship has been growing further and further, and yet our relationship with with TRP goes way back. And the history of of CLA pretty much you know marks itself as this foundational element within this whole movement that is you know where people find themselves running their CEOs in practice these days. So with that, I want to jump right in. I want our audience to know sure. who you are. Some people probably do, and many don't know who you are. So I'd love to just say, tell us a little about who you are, even CLA specifically, like that wasn't your original, that that happened down the line. So a little bit of your chiropractic journey, then your journey with CLA and kind of bring us a little bit up to speed of where we are right now. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? First and foremost, I'm a chiropractor. And I love saying that at the start because I love being a chiropractor and, and uh, I'm Canadian at the same time. So the realities are is that um, when I was graduating and coming out into practice, I was learning so much about how to become the chiropractor I wanted to become. And part of that was through this educational thrust. And I wasn't just satisfied with chiropractic as they taught it in school. I really understood and got into it because it was this human performance experience. And so interestingly, I I started to go down this path of, uh, of working with elite athletes and I started to do some studies into EMG. And so, uh, which was great because um, I was very interested in, in looking at these elite uh, performers and I had a really lousy piece of equipment and I thought, Oh, I really need a better piece of equipment to study it. And I picked up the phone and I ended up in New Jersey, as you were sort of saying there. And on the other end of the phone was guess who? Dr. Chris Camp. And so the two of us, and, and if you can imagine, I was buying a piece of, of, of EMG and here we are at both chiropractors. So our, uh, our love affair for chiropractic and our love affair for, uh, for technology as it interfaces with the subluxation center chiropractor really began early on. And so probably for, if I counted it up, it would probably be about 28 to 30 years. I've been sort of a, a figurehead at CLA, whether it's on the clinical side of things or whether it's on the academic world, but now I'm the CEO of it and the owner of CLA. So it's a, it's a very interesting transition and I've loved every step of it. And although I think all of us who are CEOs out there always wish there was, you know, the next, and I wouldn't say easier path, but the next path that led us to the next great thing. So it's, in, it's, it's been great, a great journey of innovation that I've jumped wow. on. Wow. I, I didn't know that, but I love that. You know, this is why we have these interviews and why we do this, take this time, because I love your story that it really started from, you know, very fundamentally a clinical need. Like you had yeah. a clinical need, a real need, and this brought you to this solution. And you were a part of not only, you know, like you said, bringing it to your patients and working with the athletes you were working with, but you became one of the researchers and an academic really in helping lead the you know, the charge of subluxation based chiropractic and using this technology for, I'm sure we've all benefited from a lot of the work that you've done and the research you've done over the years. So that's absolutely incredible. I, I did not know that. So that is an incredible, uh, you know, revelation for me. And it makes it even more meaningful knowing now you sit in this seat as a CEO of your business. So obviously this is a CEO podcast. So we're yeah. talking to primarily, you know, CEOs on the other side of this, um, yeah, on the other side of the airwaves here. And so, you know, I want to just talk a little bit about the the problems that you see right now in chiropractic and that CEOs face and how CLA specifically helps the doctors solve the problems that we face right now, whether it's 
you know, attraction, bringing in new business or conversion and bringing people across and really turning those people into believers to retention and turning those people into understanders and then keeping your team also just focused and on point. I love to just hear from you how, you know, CLA specifically is solving problems that you recognize being in this space for many, many decades that doctors are still facing very much today. Yeah, I think I think one of the great attributes. I mean, listen, we don't all we're not born as CEOs. We learn how to become CEOs, and we bring our experience and otherwise. And I think one of the greatest traits that great CEOs have is that they're always looking forward, meaning that the intention isn't to ever forget what got you there. And I don't mean I'm talking about innovations and decision trees and everything else that we're in, but the focus always has to be where is the you know here's the Canadian in me puck going. And so the reality of that is, is that, and, and I have some wonderful news to share, is that, you know, we have the largest data tranche of any uh, clinical data tranche that's ever being collected associated with chiropractic. And that's in our data sets. And we've been able to watch the progression of centrally focused, subluxation-centered, neurologically adept chiropractors for now since we went cloud-based probably for about the last nine years. We have a huge data set. I mean, millions and millions and millions of patient sets. People are using chiropractic more and they are staying longer Mm. if they are taught what matters. And so when we talk about attraction, interestingly, that sort of sphere of attraction that is associated with it is now almost as if it's a guarantee. When you move away from a intent to where you're now looking at a functional experience and that leads to a an experience that goes you know right into the humanness of all of us people want their families so we talk about that sort of nuclear sphere that spreads out you know the the people closest to you geographically and otherwise but it really is uh, you know dr pete this experience we're seeing is that families are now being embraced with that so we had to have a technology that wasn't you know toxic and that had to have a relatable sense to it both in reporting and assessments to what was going to engage the families who were then going to refer other people you know the old revlon commercial if you remember it was you know tell 10 people who tell 10 people who tell 10 people so i think that this look forward principle is so powerful when you have a technological interface, because technology is always forward-looking. And so we've been able to bring that, that principle of the subluxation-centered, family-centered wellness model, put a technology interface to it, and give chiropractors tools that are easy to use and are very, very capable. The future is bright. There is every indication that if you do it right, the struggles that you and I and many, like Dr. Stephen and otherwise, that had to sort of trip over to get to where we are, can be jumped over now. And that's mm. a good thing. Wow. I mean, you you just shared so many amazing things. And, and I want to talk about the brighter future. I, I do want to leave. Absolutely. I, I, I want to ask you, I want to ask a little bit about what you see ahead, because I think it's really important. Like you said, we're talking to CEOs. I heard a couple of things very practically that I think are really important. Number one is more consumption of chiropractic care mm-hmm. and for longer periods of time. So we're getting more consuming of the chiropractic for longer periods of time because we're leveraging this. And number two, I heard was the level of referrals, not only families, but families telling other people because we're leveraging this technology. Because in this modern day in 2022, and you might be listening to this podcast beyond 2022, but we're recording and it's 2022. And the the reality is, you know, we're, we're moving in that direction where technology and technology at your fingertips and having that 
real time is becoming more and more important to a consumer. So I'd love to just dig in a little bit to this future conversation and we don't have to spend a ton of time there, but I like to just hear what do you see um, ahead as you look ahead, you know, give us some insights in what you're seeing there. Yeah, let, let me set the table briefly. And that is that, you know, the world had a giant hiccup for two years before 2022, you know, and, and, and what happened in that time was, was two things is that number one, people started to evaluate their myths that they were looking at in terms of how health is managed and how public health is managed. And they started to realize very quickly that they had to empower themselves. And the second thing that they realized was that they couldn't take anybody's message at, at, its, at, its, at its strength. They had to test themselves. And so the value of being tested, or at least having a trusted advisor who tested with you, was almost made in heaven for chiropractors. And what it did was it allowed people to open doors. And so, as I said, the hopeful principle that I have is that if you are positioning yourself as someone who is acknowledging that their health is, is important, but that they can self-control or at least self-rely upon what they were born with and what they can experience, then a chiropractor who's focused with that and puts together a very, very concise but usable uh, dialogue with that patient, both in the reporting and in the care planning and everything that goes along with it, uh, there's a very little pushback. So the hopeful nature of where I see chiropractic going, I refer to it as the neuro age. I think that chiropractic has always been in the neuro age. We forget about the tone in the nervous system is what founded us, but we got waylaid for about 50 years. And one of the things that happened in the last two years is neurology and the impact of it has caught up with this principle of neuroplasticity. And we are and have been Dr. Pete, the original neuroplasticians forever. And now people are starting to realize how important it is to manage to the underlying health of their inner systems. And um, we're set up to manage that. So I'm very hopeful. And the last point I'll bring to this, and you know, because in CEOs that we tend to look at spreadsheets a lot, and we tend to really take a look at, at these trends, is that the people who are coming to us are very bright meaning that our client base is very focused. They are very in tune with the economics of what's going on. They don't waste a lot of time. And one of the things that they love doing, and, and by the way, the demographic of them is slightly tipped towards female and they're in their mid thirties, meaning that they're not, they're not failing first in practice and then deciding they need something to win with. They're now coming right out of whether it's an associateship or a school and going, I am set up to win. Let's put me in place with a, a winning strategy. And it's wonderful. Wow. I love this. The, the, the neuro age, and we're getting back to our original roots and what we started with tone. Um, you're bringing back, you know, <laughs> DD and BJ. I'm thinking oh, green yeah. books and I'm, I'm in it all. So one of the things that we talk a lot about doc, again, talking to the CEOs is about the, the limited resources. They're, they're thinking in terms of their limited resources. And then we use leverage. We leverage technology. Uh, we leverage people and um, we leverage, you know, systems. And so you, you really nail all three, in my opinion, with what you guys are doing there. And so can you talk a little bit about the return on the investment in terms of the limited resources that we all function with? We all live in reality. You know, we have a limited amount of time, energy, focus, and money. And so could you talk a little bit about that to the CEO and even the, I love to bring in the team element. Like how do you, can you leverage team in, in, in using the technology and how could that look for a doctor who's looking to grow and scale their practice to the next level, but not all be dependent completely upon them? 
hundred percent. Well, I think that, and I, I love this about the the collaboration between how TRP functions and about how how CLA was set up. Because interestingly, we have something called the patient life cycle. And when you install or look at putting this technology into the centerpiece of your hub of your practice, we talk about the clinical, we talk about the attraction, we talk about retention, and we talk about care planning. That's our life cycle, and it's not very different. But here's the point when it comes to limited resources, is that we need to learn to leverage technology to make ourselves more efficient. I mean, that's the whole principle. And what is the purpose of efficiency? Twofold. Number one, it pays for itself, meaning that the more efficient you are, the more value ROI you get in a dollar-based environment. Uh, number two, and this is really so important to engage the team to leverage their talents and to leverage the talent that the doctor is bringing, is the doctor is the is the chiropreneur, if you will, meaning that they need to also create time in their life to be creative. They need that space. And so the work-life balance has to be associated with this creation of freer time. Well, unfortunately, still to this to, to, still to this day, there's piecework involved, meaning you get paid per unit of time you spend with a patient. You know, a visit is worth this much, however you put a care plan together. So you have to be ultra efficient. And I know that what we try and teach our doctors is that the greatest thing that you can put forward is your adjustment and the, and the communication education that you need to do. And you should have a team around you that takes care of everything else in that. And that includes the examination. And so we built our technologies so that the examiner, a non-doctor, would have the confidence to know that they were delivering a precise, accurate, valid, reliable test. And so we've been absolutely focused on, on the development of our technology so that everyone is engaged in it, but everyone has this, the confidence to know that the data that the doctor is going to be reporting on is real. And it's been a big step forward. It's, uh, it's so cool to hear. And, and- and just to be reminded of, of that. And, you know, for me, and I'll share this, I started in chiropractic as a chiropractic CA. Mm -hmm. And when I was a CA, I started, I did a front desk and then I also was a tech CA and I actually started using the technology, um, you know, that, that early on, you know, so that that's part of my story. So I, I wholeheartedly agree with what you just said. And I've seen just the, the evolution of, you know, CLA over the years and, and you guys, you know, stealing your analogy, which isn't yours, but the puck is going, just, you guys have been continually ahead and looking ahead and being ahead and helping doctors stay ahead, um, which is just absolutely vital. So man, I could talk to you all day. Uh, but I, I know that if, if, uh, if doctors do want to talk to you more, they have an opportunity to reach out to you. So if I was to ask you, what's the best way for doctors to connect with you, your company, what what are the what are the ways that you would recommend that they do that, Doc? Well, we have a we have a wonderful website which is full of free resources, such as the best way they can talk to me is to listen to me through either the resources we have on our website. It's insightcla.com. You can reach me personally at dfletcher at subluxation.com. And as I rightfully say, I hope I don't have to spell the word subluxation for you. Um, the realities are is that uh, you know, we live in an era right now where uh, we want to be part of a movement and we want to create a movement. And I think this is what excites me as I get, you know, onto a TRP podcast. 
um, one of my great friends and and one of the leaders in TRP is Malcolm Rudd. And Malcolm Rudd said it to me on, on interestingly, an interview we were doing once before. He said, you know, one of the things that I've always seen is that CLA makes the invisible visible. And I think that's so powerful as a as sort of a parting comment is that you know, the sizzle and the steak or making the invisible visible is what we as chiropractors need to learn how to do and do better. And I think that our contribution to that is to bring literally the visibility to what's going on inside their system right up in front of them so that they have confidence to know we know and they know. And, and I'm very proud of the fact that we never stop innovating to try and make that interface What drives us is how can we make people more excited about being under chiropractic care? That's our, that's our driving mission. So every day we wake up as a team and, and, and try and figure out ways to be more engaged in the message of chiropractic as it relates to the person. Well, I don't need to add anything, doc. What a strong uh, just message for us to wrap today's uh, show with. And doc, thank you again for taking the time to meet with me. Thank you for sharing your, your heart with us. Thank you for being a remarkable success partner and part of helping our doctors help more people and just fulfilling our mission. And I love how aligned we are. And I'm really looking forward to continue to build uh, together and help reach more people. Thank you again for the time today. And you guys all heard how to reach Dr. Fletcher and CLA. Uh, So we uh, look forward to you taking advantage of that. And uh, for all of our listeners, thanks for tuning in and look forward to joining you again next week on the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Until then, take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.